0: You are listening to Go Deeper, the podcast of Deeper Light Bible Church in Atlanta, Georgia. We hope the following message connects you with God, strengthens you in your fellowship with Him, and helps you fulfill His purposes for your life. The following message will be
1: at
0: Pastor Binga Omotesho
1: Come bless your name for today's Sunday service. Is the first Sunday of the month, and the last month of the year. We appreciate you for how far you have helped us. We thank you for hitherto you have brought us. And Lord, thank you for this combined service, combined service with a difference. We know that great and mighty things you will do here. Already the heavens are opened, and the blessings are flowing. None of us will miss your blessings in Jesus' name. In the light sanctuary here, you will bless us. With our children, you will bless our children. And great will be the visitation of the Lord in Jesus' name. Manifest your power. Magnify yourself. For brethren on the way coming, quicken their steps. Carry your people on the wings of the eagle. Move unhindered. Walk unrestrained. Break yokes today. Librate the oppressed today. Glorify yourself. Let your ministers minister with a special anointing. Let the anointing break the yoke. Thank you for the answer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And everybody said, we're going to rise as we sing revivals again. And that will be projected for us. Revive us again. We praise thee, O God, for the son of thy love. For Jesus who died and is now gone above. We praise thee, O God, for thy spirit of light, who has shown us our savior and scattered our night. Oh, glory and praise to the God of all grace, who has brought us, who has brought us and sought us, and guided our ways. Revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Alleluia, thine the glory. Alleluia, amen. Alleluia, thine the glory revivals again. seated, please. We're going to get into the word of the Lord. As we look at the power of family devotion, uh, we know that, uh, of course, we've been having our couples retreat. And uh, the, today is our combined service and it's important for us to see what God would want the family to look like. There's a picture that he sees. There are promises before the, before for the family from the Lord himself. And I pray that as we pay attention to his word, our concept, our understanding, and our, uh, the import we we'll bring to family devotion will be different in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We bless your mighty name for the privilege to get into the word. At this time, we ask you to speak to our hearts. Give us understanding in all things. Let the words cut the words scatter our darkness in Jesus' name. Thank you for the answer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. As we look at uh, Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. And then from verse 17. We'll release our children, of course, to go to their class, the children. Genesis chapter 18. From verse 17. I'd like for somebody to please read for us. Genesis. Eighteen from verse seventeen to verse nineteen. And the Lord said, Shall I have from Abraham that things which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the law do, to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Amen. Praise the Lord. As we look at the verses that our sister read, the Bible tells us that uh, the Lord said, Shall I hide hide from Abraham Abraham, that thing which I do? Uh, The Lord had so much confidence, as it were, in Abraham. And the Bible tells us that, well, God said it will surely become a great and mighty nation. And I see great and mighty people in front of me. Ah, your amen is not loud enough. It says, He will surely become a great and mighty nation. And the Lord looked beyond just Abraham, and He saw the family of Abraham and the families that will come out of Abraham. And then God says that that, so that the blessings. uh, for I know that he will command his children. He will command his children and his household after him. The Lord said, I see Abraham. I see his devotion to me. I see his love for me. And I see his dedication and consecration to God and to his commandments. And because he's fully fully persuaded, because he's fully convinced, he will help to convince his family on the path of righteousness. You know, until you are fully convinced yourself, you cannot really make an impact. But God saw Abraham, that the life he chose, the decisions he made, these were the things that will help his family to really come to the side of the Lord. And that's why God is calling us to the same thing, that as a family, the people of God, in our families, we'll live lives that will be commendable in the sight of God. we we'll live lives that God can look from the corridors of heaven and say, I know him. I know her. I know this is a family that follows after the Lord. The Lord will help us so that this will be the testimony of heaven concerning our families in Jesus' name. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy. A brother to please read at this time, Deuteronomy chapter 6. And then uh, from verse 6 to verse 9, Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 6 to verse 9. A brother. And this word which I commanded this day shall be in their heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto their children, and, start, and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when, when thou riseth up. Riseth up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and, thou shall be, and they shall be as a frontlet between thy eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Amen. Thank you very much. Again, as we look at the word of the Lord here, we see the premium the Lord placed on his word. It says very clearly here, and this word which I suggest unto thee this day. Is that what you read? It says which I do what? Command. Command. It's not the suggestion of the Lord. Is the commandment of the eternal God. And he says, These words which I command thee this day. God has not come to give us suggestions, He has God to give us His commandments. And he says, Because they are so important, thou shalt teach them diligently. Everybody shout the word diligently. One more time. You know, when you say somebody is diligent, it says, Yes, thou a man that is diligent in his business, he shall stand amongst kings. He will not be before mean men. When you teach diligently, then there is the possibility that you train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. That's what it means. It says, You teach them diligently unto thy children. Teach with excellence, teach with passion, teach with fire within, teach as the children will know this is where the life of dad and the life of mommy lies. They are so focused on the word, committed to the Lord and committed to his word diligently unto thy children. And then it tells us very clearly, and shall talk of them. Think about that. And you will talk of them when thou sisters in thy house. That's part of how to teach diligently. When you're sitting in the house, you talk about God's word. In fact, uh, as you think about it, has been said about Smith Wiggles' word that when he goes, um, whether it's uh, for, for, uh, for a meal, after the meal, he will pick the, the word of God and read. And he says, he will say, We have fed our physical body now with the physical food. Now let's feed our spirit. Uh, and let's feed our, our soul. And that's why he became an apostle of faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He fed himself his spirit with the word of God and there was mighty mighty mighty, thing, mighty many, many mighty things that happened in the life of in his life because of his commitment to the word of God. He said, teach them the word. Not the ideologies of men, because ideologies of man will come and go. But the word of God forever, O Lord, thy word is settled where? In heaven. And then so it tells us, teach them diligently. And then it says, when you sit down in your house, when thou walkest by the way you see uh, the thing you talk about shows where your mind is the thing you talk about when you're sitting and when you're walking every time shows what where your mind is i mean you think about the football season a person that has clemson as is, uh, as the maybe the alma mater and the place of, of interest uh, will be talking about the game and the game and you say you must be a fan of uh, of this school you must be a fan of this other place but then you find the people of god that are passionate about the God. It says when you're really passionate about your God and the word of your God greater than the word of any man, the inspired word of God, the inherent word of God, the infallible word of God. It says you will teach them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when thou, what follows? Liest down, and when thou risest up, think about that. That's the diligence that the word of God requires that we become the embodiment of the word and we reveal the word. We show the word that it's not only when you when the, when the child comes to church on Sunday, that's the only time he hears about Jesus again. We're not going to be able to make impacts like that. It says, You are so diligent about this that you're rising up and you're sitting down is the word, you're walking is the word. And then it goes further and says, And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand. Think about that. You bind them for a sign upon thy hand. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of your house. You see, you write them upon the post of your house and on thy gates. To accomplish God's purpose for the family, there is need to worship together as as a family unit, to worship together, to study together, and to pray together. This is what constitutes the family altar, and family altars can alter every walk of the devil. I said family altars can alter every walk of the devil, and it will be so in Jesus' name, the entire family needs to be, uh, to be led in the way of righteousness. The father, as the spiritual head of the house, takes the lead. That's what the word of God has, has told us, that um, the husband is the head of the home. And the husband is supposed to champion this, is to take the lead. No doubt, as you read in scriptures, Timothy and the daughters of Philip, you find the daughters of Philip that did prophesy. The evangelist, Philip the evangelist, had a good influence uh, upon them as a result of family devotion. In fact, for Timothy, look at this in 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And then, as we see here from 2 Timothy chapter 1, the word of God makes it very clear unto all. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And then from verse 1, Paul an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god according to the promise of life which is in christ jesus to timothy my dearly beloved son god wants to raise more timothy's and i said god wants to raise more timothy's and those Timothys are going to come from the homes of the people of God. Look at what the investment of the mother and the grandma of Timothy in the life of Timothy. And it became a mighty instrument in the hands of God. Apostles wants to come. God wants to raise up apostles from our homes. He wants to raise up nation- uh, uh, nationwide n- and well-known evangelists that will shake the land and turn the walks of darkness around. He wants to raise up prophets, Prophets from the homes. But if we only will give him a chance, that's how we can do it. The world is, uh, is going bad and get turning, turning worse and worse. But who are the, what families will give God a chance and say, I so dedicate myself as husband and wife and say, God, raise up an, an, an apostle from this home. Raise up an evangelist from this home. Raise up a champion of God from this home. Raise up another David that will put Goliath to flight." from this home i pray that god will find our homes to be such in jesus name it says to timothy my dearly beloved son grace peace mercy and peace from god the father and jesus christ our lord thank i thank god whom i serve from my forefathers with a pure, with pure conscience that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee. Think about that. Without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee. The great apostle Paul says without ceasing, I just think about Timothy. And I think about the influence of his life that is that uh, has happened to him. And I think about his commitment. And I say, look at the home from where he came. Look at the influences that happened to this man. And then he tells us here, he says, uh, uh Without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee uh, in my prayers, night and day, greatly desiring to see thee. being mindful of thy fears, that I may be filled uh, of thy tears; that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, the unpretended faith that is in thee, which dwell first in thy grandmother Louise and thy mother uh, Eunice. And I am persuaded that indeed also. And so we see the importance. And God wants to do the same for us. Three things very quickly. Number one, the possibilities of uh, family devotion. As you think about the power of family devotion, uh, for example, if you you pick a knife, And you say, what's the power of this knife? Then look at the possibilities of that knife. With that knife, you can cut something. With that knife, you can do a number of things. And so we see the possibilities of family devotion. As you think about a family devotion, I want you to look at these pictures in your mind. That the Spirit of God will put some pictures in your mind. A family devotion is a church in the house. Church in the house. Church in the house. And the church in the house, the pillar and the ground of truth. Not where there is falsehood or error. is the place where the word of God is established. The pillar and the ground of truth. That the children are not confused by evolution, but the children are established by the solid word and revelation of the word of God. The pillar and the ground of truth truth. The the family devotion is the church in the house. Not only that, I want you to also see the picture of what the Lord himself has said that one will chase how many? A thousand. And two will do what? Put 10,000 to flight. That in the family devotion, look at the the fold, the, the multiplied fold power privilege we have in prayer uh, sometimes people give excuses they say they are too busy that they are to walk 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 i say you cannot be too busy not to have family devotion because but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they will mount up with wings as eagle they will run they will not be weary they will walk and not faint look at the paradox here you are waiting on the lord you are walking you are running at the same time the things you couldn't do yourself as you wait on god God embarks on a mission for you. That's what happens when people have family devotion. God is able to take over and take you to heights beyond your wildest imagination and take the family to heights beyond their wildest dream. That's what the picture here, the possibilities of, uh, of family devotion. God wants us to grow and the family devotion is a place, no doubt, to grow. It's a place where the tender plants can be built, you know. We take root downward, and we bear fruit upward. And how do we take root downward without the word of God? The family devotion is the place where children are trained. Trained by the Lord himself, and of course the parents that are there in the house. The family devotion is where the glory of Christ is seen. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 and then look at this in verse 18, 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it says, why will look not at the things which are seen? Why will look not at the things which are seen? But at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are what? temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal and so the people of god are able to see eternal sorry i was reading second corinthians chapter 4 but that's an extra for us the things you see now are temporal the problems you see now are temporal the challenges you see now are temporal but the ones that you the the victory that the lord is bringing our way today will be permanent in jesus name in second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 but we all with open face. We all, with open face, we all, you see, you don't wait until the children get to church and say, the church will teach my children. The children church will teach my children. You allow your, the family devotion is where with open face, people can behold Christ. The husband beholds Christ. The wife beholds Christ. The children beholds Christ. We all, with open face, beholding the glory of the Lord. Everybody say the glory glory of the Lord we behold in a glass the glory of the Lord. In the time of the family devotion is when you, all the problems melt in the place of prayer. All the problems melt as the word of God is exalted. All the problems melt as the word of God is discussed and shared together and the people can behold the glory of God. And they leave their house, they go to school as Daniel's. They leave their house, they go to school as Joseph's. They leave their house, they go to the office as Daniel's. That's what happens because they have beheld the the glory of the Lord. And then they are changed into the same image. Everybody say it into the same image. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Because you become ultimately what you behold. You become what you constantly look look at ultimately. He says, if you behold Christ, you are more like Him. You behold this power, you are more like Him. You behold this majesty and nothing can drown your faith. He says here, and we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Everybody shout from glory to glory. Shout it very well. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The family devotion is the place to hear from God. Hear from God. You know, children can be called into the ministry just to the family devotion. And here you're having the family devotion like this. And as you're having the family devotion, here you find little John said, Mommy, that God just called me. Just called me. He said, I want you to become a minister, a missionary for me. Excited. Excited. That's the greatest thing we can do. Greater than all the other things that people can do. Serving the Lord with all our heart. Then we hear the voice of God. Not only that, the Lord can just speak and say uh, that other thing that uh, you you wanted to do, go ahead and do it and do it this way. And then you just get the voice of God like that. Great possibilities as we spend time in his presence is an avenue to hear from God is a place where God himself sustains our unity when we are when we're, un- when we're together like that as a family then there's unity there and as we are united in prayer united in art then great things God can do not only that the family devotion helps us to maintain a victorious christian life not just as an individual now but as a family together that the whole family live the victorious life that's the expectation of the lord and it shall happen in jesus name i said it shall happen in jesus name point number two the practice of family devotion As we think about uh, many possibilities, of course, there's the growth, there's the hearing from the Lord, there's the picture of the church. What's the practice? How is this to be done? Of course, uh, family devotion is to be done before we embark on the activities of the day. So that your mind is fresh to hear from the Lord. So that everybody, the, the activities do not crowd out the Lord from our hearts and from, from, uh, from, uh, from our lives. But we're able to make that a priority. We are to start our day with God because the mind is typically fresh in the morning at that time. Before other things crowd our time. Regular observance of a time of prayer and of reading the word. With other members of the family will bring great result. Uh, as we think about the family devotion uh, number, w- uh, there are a few things that we know that happens at the family devotion. Of course, there is the singing and there is the word. The word very central, and then there is the prayer that is prayed at the family devotion. As we think about God's word, God's word is important. In First Peter chapter two, First Peter. Chapter 2, the time of family devotion is the time to get into the word of the Lord. And of course, we want to just uh, make the family devotion simple, not complex. In First Peter chapter 2, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2. And then uh, we we'll read from verse, uh, verse 1, 1 Peter chapter 2 and uh, verse 1. It says, Wherefore, laying aside, say, I will lay aside. We are for laying aside all malice. See, all malice. Say it very well. All malice, all guile. See, all guile. And hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking. See, all evil speakings. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. And then, when you desire that word, what happens? That you may grow thereby. You see, there are some things that are just guaranteed to happen. As one plus one is equals to two. When you truly desire the un- unadulterated word of God, the pure word of God, then you will discover that there'll be growth. There'll be growth. There'll be growth. There'll be growth. We will grow spiritually. You see, uh, many people, for example, let's say we are, we say we, let's pray at church, and then some people are struggling to pray, but it is because they have not built up the capacity to pray privately. They have not spent time to pray privately. If you pray privately at home, and you, are really, you really have a very rich devotional life, a rich prayer life at home, it becomes very easy when we say, let's pray at church. You find prayer going on there, the fire of prayer going on over there, because people pray at home. But if you don't pray at home, we come to prayer at church like this, one minute, you're, look, you're looking at the time, it says it's like 30 minutes, and you have only prayed for two minutes. But if you build, build that capacity then your prayer life is enriched at home children should learn to pray at home before they come to church Uh, the problem is sometimes parents are too busy but i say whatever takes you makes you takes you away from the place of prayer and the place of the word and the place of devotion is an enemy not a friend i said it's an enemy not a friend I said, it's an enemy, not a friend. And so you must do, you must reprioritize your life so that you make this an important part. It says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. That means also at a time of family devotion, remember we're talking about the practice. The word of God is important, but we must make the word desirable. If As we we have family devotion, let the children do it in such a way that the children want to attend. Do it in such a way that the children don't see it as being boring. Do it in such a way that there is something for everyone to gain. Do it in such a way that everyone has something to participate. Do it in such a way that it's not a time to begin to argue. Do it in such a way that that you depend on the creativity of the Spirit of God. That it's not just in a way that, well, they they can always, almost always, Always predict what is going to happen. There's the creativity of the spirit of God. That's the way we need to do it, so that the glory of God can be seen in Jesus' name. I want you to see something in Psalm as we look at the word of the Lord and and see the great possibilities that uh, that uh, attend to us. Remember, we're looking at the power of family devotion, but you need to realize that the power of family devotion. Is also the power of the word. The power of the word. And the word of God is quick and powerful. Uh, Why don't we look at that before we go to Psalm. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews. Chapter four, and then see what the word of God can do. The word of God can pierce through the heart, the stony heart, the stubborn heart. Uh, and you see, the the child uh, appears. This just bring the child to the word, and let the dad preach and speak and share under the spirit, and let the mother speak and share under the spirit, and let there be the flow of the spirit in that family devotion. And every work of the devil will be destroyed in Jesus name look at this in hebrews chapter 4 and then what verse verse 12 thank you it says for the word of god everybody say for the word of god say it one more time for the word of god is quick that means it's alive and think about this how can you read the word of god and not come alive yourself you see, they say this one is, uh, uh, you take this thing and uh, you, take, see, you take the word of God like that because it's medicine as well. You take that word, it quickens your mortal body. It, it just quickens you in the inner man. Uh, you've been sluggish before, you're quickened by the word. For the word of God is quick and powerful, alive, living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. Think about that power. Power sharper than any two-edged sword. That is, you just say, take the word, the sword of the spirit, and you will see how the word will pierce even in the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the I pray that the Lord will help us to really desire the word. Say it out loud. I will desire the word above my necessary food. I will desire the word above above everything else. I will will love the word in Jesus' name. name. That's the way that the Lord wants us to go. That we really love the word. We love the word. We love the word. And when the word of God takes hold of our hearts, then we will never be the same again in Jesus' name. I said we will never be the same again in Jesus' name. The word of God is to bring a, about a change in our life. Where shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not what sin against thee. Look at this in 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I want you to see something from the word of the Lord here. And then 2 Timothy chapter 3. And look at what God's word has for us here. Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen. All scripture, everybody say, all scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means it's is the inspired word of God. Is God breathe? Uh, it's not like the inhaling, exhaling that we talk about. It's God breathe? All scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and it's profitable. Everybody say it's profitable. Say it very well. And so, your engagement in the word of God is a profitable engagement. Your time in the word of God is a profitable time. Your time in the word of God is a time to be treasured. It says, and it's profitable. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God, the daughter of God, the son of God... The child of God. God wants to raise men and women of God in our homes. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God's word must be, must be shared in the family devotion. And it must be made relevant with applicable r- uh, lessons that people can resonate with. The young and the old will be able to see lessons from the word of God. In Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, look at the word of the Lord in Romans chapter 10. And then in verse 17, Romans chapter 10, and then verse 17. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Romans 10, 17. So then, everybody say so then one more time so then faith comes wait how does faith come how do you become a champion in the faith how does your faith become built up hearing what hearing from cnn hearing a lot of the news in ajc you hear bad news your spirit is depressed Turn on the word, listen to the frequency from above, and then you will be above only in Jesus' name. It says very clearly here, look at the word of God. So then faith comes, and God wants to bring bring faith into every heart. And you know what faith can do. The word of God says, if you can believe all things, how many things? All things are possible to him that believes. And you see how important faith is. How important faith is. And yet, faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God. Hearing and hearing. Did you see that? You hear and you hear again. 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 You hear from the Old Testament. You hear from the New Testament. You hear from the Gospels. You hear from the Epistles. You hear from the Psalms. You hear from the from the uh, you hear from the prophets, and then you hear from the poetry of the Word of God. Then you hear from the Word of the Lord in its entirety, and you hear and you hear again. That's how we build faith. That's how we build faith, you know. If you have had, how many of you have eaten, uh, uh, you've eaten, tasted rice before? You've tasted rice before? Raise your hand. Everybody, okay. How many of you have never tasted rice before? Okay. How many of you have tasted rice like twice? You have never tasted rice like twice since you were born? Nobody. You see where I'm going? You're here, you're here again. You taste and you taste again. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hear the word and hear it again. Hear the word. Don't be too familiar with the word of God. And so that's part of what is important as we uh, come for family devotion. Faith is built as we spend time in the word of God. The other component of family devotion that uh, is also important is, which is complementary, is prayer. Everybody say prayer prayer is important you hear the word but you pray in the word because we need grace to be doers of the word and the bible calls the word the word of his grace and how do we get grace to do the word it's very clear in scriptures that they they will come boldly to the throne of grace and you come to the throne of grace as you pray as you ask god to help you that's what we do in fact our time of family devotion is our time to tell the lord without you we can do nothing you see when the old family comes and say lord without you we can do nothing without you we can accomplish nothing god says i understand i will be your banner i will be your shield I will help you so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That's what happens as we come to the place of family devotion. We say, Lord, we cannot without you, but we know with you all things are possible. Come and help us, and He will help us. Look at this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews. Chapter 4, verse 15. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, let's back up and take an extra verse. Verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, a great high priest, a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore do what? Come how? Come how? Boldly. Confidently. Not arrogantly, but confidently. And look at it. If you are confident before the Lord and you bow the knee before the Lord, you can stand before any Pharaoh. You can stand before any sickness. You can stand before any Nebuchadnezzar. That's what happened to Daniel. That man prayed as he did time. That's why he could stand before Pharaoh, uh, before Nebuchadnezzar, and before Darius and all these other people because he spent time before the Lord. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, is the throne of love gifts, where the Father wants to give gifts. And this gifts coming out of the heart of love of the Father, the throne of grace, that we may obtain what? That we may obtain what? Mercy. That we may obtain what? Mercy. That we may obtain what? Mercy. May obtain what? Mercy. mercy. You know why I said you should. I wanted you to repeat that. God is called the Father of mercies, and His mercies in plural. That means every time there is a new mercy for that day. And you get mercy and mercy and mercy and mercy. You get mercy from the throne of grace. And it's the mercy of God that will help us to triumph. By strength shall no man prevail. The grace of God, the mercy of God. The help of God, more than enough for us. Let us come, let us therefore come boldly. Praise God, I will come. Thank you for saying amen. I thought you will say you will come too. Boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. And wait and find grace to do what? Grace to do what? Grace to do what? How many of us here need the help of God? How many of us here need the help of God? Put your hands down. How many of you don't need the help of God? Everybody needs his help. And the place of prayer is the place of divine help. It says, having therefore received help, I continued unto this day. It's the help that helps us to continue in the Christian life. It's the help that strengthens our inner man. Is the help that the challenges in the office will not be able to overtake us? Is the help that the temptation to compromise and somebody comes and wants to suggest to you and say do this? Is the that help to say no to something bad? You get it at the time of devotion, and so when you miss that, you wonder why some people they discover that when they, for example, they skip their quiet time, they fall easily into temptation, because you didn't go to the throne. You didn't ask for help. God's help is abundant. He wants to help us, but we must approach him, and then he will give us the grace in Jesus' name. And as you think about the possibilities of prayer, uh, when you talk about the power of family devotion, you're talking about the power of prayer. God says, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not gratitude and thanksgiving must be part of our prayer we must be grateful to the lord we come to the lord and thank him for how he helped us yesterday how we slept and he woke us up and now again he's given us a brand new day to make a brand new difference to make a brand new impact to make a brand new change in our world that he has privileged us to live, gratitude and thanksgiving must be there. We must also ask for his manifold grace for the day. Lord, the many-sided grace of God. You see, there's the grace for the house. There's the grace for the place of work. There's the grace in the store. There's the grace to people that appear nasty. There are peop- there are, there's the grace for the people that are toxic. There's the grace for the people that are pleasant. There's the grace to your boss that appears mean and difficult. There is the grace. It says you come to for manifold grace of God. And God lavishes that grace over your life. And they tried everything like they did to Daniel. They couldn't find anything against him. That's what happens as we come to the throne of grace. It's also the time to pray for others and present their needs to the Lord. You see, when you pray for people, you're not likely to gossip about them. And when you spend time to pray, you pray for the needs of the church, you pray for the needs of a brother, you pray for the needs of a sister, you don't even need to tell them, brother, I'm praying for you. You just take that as your own personal challenge and you take it to God in prayers, great things will happen in Jesus' name. And of course, we take our needs to the Lord as well. Let's uh, look at uh, point number three, which is profiting from family devotion profiting. How do we profit from our fa- from family devotion? Because you see, it's very important for us to be able to profit. Uh, it teaches our hands to profit. How do we profit from family devotion? Remember where we read, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is... Profitable. And so, how do we profit? It's very important. For example, you are here now and you are in church today. How do you profit from the Word of God? You know, you cannot hold two thoughts in your mind at the same time. If you are seated here and you are thinking about lunch, you have missed some of the things you have had already that you should have had. If you are seated here and your mind is so, look at the overtime I could have made, you have missed some things already. And it may just be that thing that you miss that will open up your destiny. That's why you must never be distracted from the presence of God. We must be all ears, ready to hear. Speak, Lord, for your child hears. Speak, Lord, for your son hears. Speak, Lord, for your daughters hears. Speak, Lord. Uh, You know, even as uh, workers that are doing one thing or the other, uh, you, you, you you are there, but your mind is in tune with heaven. And say, God, I'm waiting in your presence. You see, when we come to church like this, we are waiting in his presence. And nobody should wait in his presence and go back empty-handedly. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I believe, God, by the time you leave here today, you will be renewed. I said you will be renewed. As we have entered the new month like this, nothing will be able to stand on your way in Jesus' name. In fact, as we finish the service like this, and you're going, and then you're walking like this, you say, they say, Clear out, clear out in the demonic world. Clear out is coming, she's coming, because fire is coming upon you in Jesus' name. That's what God will do. In Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews. Chapter 4. Look at the word of the Lord, Hebrews. Chapter 4. And I'm going to I'm going to read uh, uh, verse 1 first. Hebrews 4. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise be left us of entering into his rest. Any of you shall seem to come short of it. I want to camp on that verse just very briefly. You see, everybody says his promises. Say it one more time. You see, God's promises can never fail. But it tells us that we should we should be watch, uh, we, should be, uh, we should be careful so that the promise that has been given us, we don't miss out of it. Because you see, it's not enough to have the promises, it's important to be able to profit. From the promises, the benefits are there. Blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. But how many people enjoy the benefits daily? And how does that happen? Look at verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached, everybody said, the word preached say it one more time the word preached did not profit them why the word is powerful please look up here brothers and sisters the bible describes the word of god that the word of god is the seed the seed is the word of god it says the incorruptible seed imperishable imperishable seed of the word of god and you know when you take, for example, a mango seed, it should produce after its kind, true or false. You take an orange seed, it should produce after its kind, true or false. But, but then you understand that there's no problem with the word, but the condition of the art. Remember the parable of the sower. And that's why it's important that we make sure that our hearts are ready to hear the word of God very ready lord speak for i'm hearing lord speak for i'm hearing lord speak for i'm hearing the key that will open you into the door that will open the door of abundance and and advancement to you god wants to drop into your hand but if you don't pay attention people miss out And so we find here, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, not being, but the word did not profit them, not being mixed with what? Faith in them that added. You know what that means? Let's break that down. They hear the word. They say, that's uh, uh, so-and-so preaching. That's so-and-so's opinion. They didn't take it as the word of God. Because if you took it as the word of God. Please look up here, for example. Suppose, as we are here now, as we are here, all of a sudden, our Lord Jesus appears. And as he appears, he begins to minister. How seriously will you take his word? But, you know, Jesus will not say anything different from his word. We must have the same attitude to the word. Is that the way the word will profit us? We so reverence the word. The Bible is God speaking to me. Say it out loud. The Bible is God speaking to me. And when you stay, say, take it like that, it changes your attitude. And so when we must have faith in our heart and allow faith to mix with the word. And that faith comes because you recognize this is God speaking to me. And that will help us in Jesus' name. As we we round up and then spend some time briefly to pray, the Bible tells us about the people of Thessalonica. It says here in Acts chapter 17. Look at the, uh, sorry, in the people of Berea, Acts chapter 17. And then we will pray. Acts chapter 17. And then look at verse 11. Acts 17, 11. Here it says, uh, these, why don't we back up and read from then? And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming hither, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received, everybody said they received you will receive. I will receive. They received the word with all readiness of mind. Somebody has said, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And when we receive the word with all readiness of mind, you know, ready to write, ready to read, ready to understand. You have your pen in your hand. A student of the Bible A student of scriptures just wanting to allow God to minister to you. You hear what the preacher is saying. You hear what the voice of the Lord is telling you from what the preacher is saying. And God says, that's what I want you to pay attention to. That will change all that problem. You say, yes sir, thank you Lord. And then you continue to hear like that. You write it down. I want you to correct this. You write it down immediately Lord. I correct it. You make adjustment in your heart immediately. You receive with all readiness of man. And then and searched the scriptures occasionally. What did we what do you find there? Daily, whether those things were so. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Lord will help me in Jesus' name. The Lord will help me in Jesus' name. The Lord has spoken to our hearts at so this time. We're gonna rise on our feet again. Come to the throne of grace and grace to be obedient and grace to practice it, not to be occasional visit uh, an occasional person in the word of God. Commit yourself to the Lord, pray for your family that you will make this a priority, you will spend time in the word, and as the husband, you will take the the lead. Don't spend time without the word. We've seen the power of family devotion. We've seen the possibilities. A church in the house. The practice. This should be practiced well. So that there will be real results. The profiting. The praise team. The propheting. Look at the many things he wants to do. Give yourself to the Lord. Yield to the Lord. Surrender to the Lord. And then you will be amazed what God will do. Lord, I hand over my home to you. I readjust my priorities. I want to maximally benefit from family devotion. What about your own quiet time? Are you too busy that you don't even have time to pray and read the word? Are you too busy that you don't have time to commune with God? Are you too busy that you don't have time to fellowship with God? Yield to the Lord. It's a new month. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Lord, help me. Adjust your time. Make new priorities. Spend time in the Word. It will help you to grow. The world will change you and change your family. It wants to raise up great men of God from your home. It wants to raise up women of God from that home. It wants to use you as well. You will win if you will spend time in his presence. That's what God will do. That's what God will do. Give him a chance. Let him do it. And then you will discover... That your life will never be the same again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And a louder Amen. and an excited. Our Father will bless and magnify your name for what you have planned to do through through the lives of your people. You have spoken to us about the power of family devotion, we pray. Help us, Lord, to maximize and profit from this great privilege in Jesus' name. Lord, as we continue, continue with us. There is a lot in store for us today. We will not go back the same. We will not go back the same. Have your way in our midst, Lord, be glorified, be magnified. Thank you, Lord.
0: In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you for listening to this message from
1: Deeper Bible Church in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information about our church, you can visit us on Facebook or contact us by phone at 404